Hello, I am Apostle Maria Brown, co-founder of Empowerment Prayer Outreach, and you're listening to Waging War and Winning. God bless you, saints of God. Listen, it's always an honor and a privilege to hold kingdom teachings and touch and agree in prayer with you. You know how we do it every week, saints of God. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. God bless you. Saints of God, if you have not already started making your daily decrees, I want to encourage you to continue to do so. The Bible tells us that there's power of life and death in our mouth. And those who desire of it shall eat the fruit of it. So in other words, there's power, life and death in what you say. And out of that comes the abundance. It comes from the abundance of your heart. What's in your spirit, in other words. But the Bible says that, that those who enjoy or to desire of it or to partake in it in some interpretation shall eat the fruit of it. In other words, the things that you allow to flow from your tongue will manifest. And you, it will become your portion. So it's important that we say uh, blessings and speak blessings and pro- prophesy according to the word of God. Speak life and hope and encouragement opposed to what we see. It doesn't matter, saints of God, what we're going through. What matters is what comes out of your mouth. A lot of times, the things that are coming out of, I mean, the situations that we're experiencing is a result of the things that we have spoken. All right. So in order for us to live that abundant and fruitful and whole life, uh, the life of healing and long life and prosperity and increase and promotion, it's going to require that we govern our tongue. Even in the book of James, it said it's a soul, such a small portion of our body, but it's so unruly. So what we're going to have to do in this season, saints of God, is learn to control our tongue. That's why I encourage you each and every day to declare this is the day that the Lord has made and you will, I will, we will rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. Listen, I want to talk to you briefly about living a life in Christ. Over this last uh, weekend, I was in a conference and I was speaking on this and I'm going to give you some just some some few nuggets um, from what I spoke. But I do believe that this if you take this into consideration and if you heed to the voice of God and not just the voice of this woman that's coming over the airways, I decree and declare that you will find yourself growing and maturing in the things of God walking in prosperity and even some of the things that you know that are lingering on that is not benefiting for you it's such as anger bitterness resentment you know unforgiveness poverty lack doubt weary you know perversion addiction strongholds you know bad conversations uh, you know all bad attitude all these things which begin to slowly drop off that's what deliverance look like right so I want to talk to us about living that life in Christ and what it looks like for a believer, the believer's perspective. You know, Apostle Paul was uh, talking to the church of Galatia and he was reminded him. First of all, he was reiterating his apostleship, you know, because you got to understand that the people in those days when he began to merge in his apostolic uh, ministry, they were reminded of what he wants you to be you know he was once a murderer and a persecutor of the church and he was once a you know a non-believer and so he did the acts and the heinous crimes of a non-believer he did a lot of crazy things in terms of for the church for the sake of 
his religion at that particular time. So now he has this encounter with Jesus Christ on the road to Damascus. He's converted. He goes through a series of phases of years of training, being purged and, and being uh, re, uh, re, uh, uh, confirmed in terms of his his apostleship and also his calling. He was taught um, by some uh, apostles at that time. They were already operating in the ministry. And so now he comes back on the scene and he's preaching Jesus Christ. Uh, just a few minutes ago, you were persecuting those of Jesus Christ, but now you're preaching to those of Jesus Christ. So you gotta understand that they was kind of reluctant and very uh, antsy in terms of receiving the word of God. So he had to reiterate that he is now converted and that he is now a believer of the things that he once didn't believe. I'm gonna challenge you. Are you really, are you willing in this season of your life to become a believer of some things that you once didn't believe in? And those things are in terms of your, your walk with Christ. So Galatians chapter 2, verses 20, he says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who lives, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. In other words, what Apostle Paul was saying is that that old man, that old man, you remember the persecutor, the person who put the Christian, the, the believers, I, don't, I really don't like to say the word Christian. I like to say believers because now everybody is a Christian, but they live in a lifestyle that's totally not Christian, a Christian. And that's where they really got the word from some of the Roman Catholics back in those days. They gave the word Christian and Christ in them. And it was really a slang word. It was word a word that they used in a negative way in terms of those Christians, just things like that. But I like the word believer, believing in Jesus Christ. And so the believers at that time, you know, he was sharing with them that he had been converted. He is no longer the old man. I want to uh, to admonish you today, beloved, that you begin to decree that you are no longer who you want you to be and that you have crucified that old night, that old lifestyle. In other words, Paul was saying like this, I've been crucified with Christ. Now we know that there was two, there was a murderer and a thief on both sides of the cross with Jesus. So we know it was an apostle Paul, right? But when he's talking about being crucified, he's saying that I have pierced all of my sins and my sinful nature and my old beliefs to the cross because this is what Jesus Christ did. When he nailed himself to the cross, he took all our sins with him. So Paul was saying, I have been crucified in those areas. And that word crucifies is what we get the word to be mortified, to put to death, to be in agreement with, to walk alongside, to nail something down with someone of supreme superiority. In other words, Paul is saying is everything that I once used to be, my old sinful nature, I have nailed those things to the cross through Jesus Christ. Although I didn't go to the cross, he went to the cross for me. Therefore, my old lifestyle is no longer exists. In other words, that portion of me is no longer seems to exist. I'm dead to that. He said, but now I live. Christ lives in me and my, my life in this flesh I'm going to live it by faith. In other words, we have to allow Christ to live in us. What the Apostle Paul is saying is that now my old sinful nature, I have 
crucified, that it no longer exists. So don't put me as who I used to be. This is why God changed his name from Saul to Paul, because now there was a new create, new creation, a new creature, a new being, being, being born and has been birthed now through Jesus Christ. Well, you know, you got to understand that what he was saying is I was going to really he came to the thought about how you can put a seed down in the ground and a seed is buried under the ground and a seed is something that comes from a fruit that has already been existing and so we take the seed and we put it in the ground that is symbolic of death and we bury it and then it becomes it raises back up with leaves and then you cultivate the leaves the leaves manifest more fruit and that's life that's taking place again and so what Paul is saying is that that life that I once lived has been buried now I live again in Christ the new fruit the new fruit through Jesus Christ has been manifested in me and I'm no longer who I used to be but I am who God has called me to be Jesus Christ operates in me now he has yielded himself completely over to the Lord and he said now I am no longer in charge of my life I'm, but I have yielded myself over to the Lord anytime you hear of the word and I gave a scripture in terms of giving you know but this is not in the scripture but anytime you give yourself over to something you yield yourself to it in other words i relinquish all my rights to do what i feel like is right in my life but i relinquish my will and my rights over to someone that I didn't trust. And in this case, Paul is saying, I relinquish everything that I used to do over for the Lord. And I'm going to encourage you today, my brothers and sisters, if you're not, if you have not given your life over to the Lord, I'm going to admonish you to do so. And even if you are, not just make him your savior, but your Lord. That's where we get the word in the Greek is called Adonai. You know, and that means, I'm sorry, in Hebrew is Adonai. And that means he's Lord and he's master over my life. And in the Greek it's called and that means he's Lord and he's master of my life. And anytime a Lord and master is over your life, then you follow the teachings, you follow the principles and the practices of what that Lord and that master is. And for the believer, for the believer, the Lord, the, that 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 is uh, Jesus Christ. Nothing else. Not no, not your pastor, not your apostle, not your wife, not your not your husband, not your children, not your money. But Jesus Christ is Lord and, and Savior of your life. Now he goes on to say, Now I live in the flesh. In my living being right now, living in the flesh. I live by faith in the Son of Jesus Christ. If we're going to live a life that is wholesome and, and that is round busted in Christ, that is successful and, and walking in prosperity. And prosperity, let me just caution you, beloved. It's not always about money. Okay, it is in about you walking in blessings and that you're walking in a favor and that and money can be a part of it. But I don't, I don't want us to think that it's always about money. Prosperity in a spiritual spiritual perspective is you walking free from things that hold you back and that you have a healthy relationship with Christ. You're walking free. Listen, you're walking free. When God gave Moses the outline and the blueprint on how to lead his people out of captivity and to lead them into a land that flows with milk and honey, that is symbolic of prosperity. And that milk and honey is symbolic of prosperity, peace, 
wholeness, joy. In other words, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. That's what it's symbolic of. And that's what we need to be focused on because even Matthew 6, it encourages us is that if we seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then guess what? Money, fame, fortune, whatever you believe in God for, the shoes, the purse, the weed, you know, the husband, his wife, you know, house, car, land, whatever you believe in God for, all those things shall be added unto us, you know, according to our ability to hold on to those things and to sustain them. You know, you can go out there and you get the grandest and the biggest of something, but you got to understand, you better be able to do the whole math and the calculation. Will you be able to sustain it? How will, where will you be a year from now or two years from now? Will you be able to afford it? In other words. And so what, what Paul was saying is, and what I want to leave you all with is that we have to get to a point where we're crucifying our own nature, our sinful nature. Yes, you're saved by grace, but listen, that is not a warrant for us to live any kind of jacked up lifestyle. You know, a lot of people right now, we're saying that we're saved, but we, if you really look at our character, you can't tell that we're saved. But Paul was saying like this, but Christ lives in me. You know, when people see us, saints of God, they should see Christ in us. And if they can't see Christ, they see hell, they see gossip, they see slander, they see arguments, they see, you know, perversion, they see lying and cheating, they see, you know, abuse, they see all everything but Christ. Then we have to go back and see, have you really truly been crucified with him? You may be saved, you know what I'm saying? But have you been crucified with him? Have those old behaviors and lifestyles been put to rest? Have you crucified them? Have you nailed them to the cross? Have you mortified your sinful nature? Those are the things, saints of God, that we need to be focused on as we continue to grow in the grace and the wisdom of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So, Father, I thank you right now. Heavenly Father. For your love, your, your your beloved sons and daughters, I thank you for keeping them, sustaining them in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that you will help them to grow in the things of you and fortify their flesh so they may allow you to live within them. It is in Jesus' name I pray this prayer. Amen.